to patter. Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Hear the trippy music. It's time to talk about God. Welcome to Some Call Me Tim here on Mutiny Radio.fm. It is Wednesday, it is 2 o'clock, and we have a special guest in the house, comedian True Dance, to talk about God. Uh, just so you guys know, Some Call Me Tim, what is the name of the show about? It derives from the. Do you know what it comes from? Oh, of course. All right, good. I thought it was pretty obvious. Some Call Me Tim. The actual quote is There are some who call me. Tim, uh, and it's during the Monty Python search for the Holy Grail, which is what we're kind of trying to do here on Some Call Me Tim, <laughs> is find out what your personal Holy Grail is, and if you believe in that or don't, and like I said, we have comedian True Dan's with us, yay, yay, <laughs> hey, hi, how you doing? Doing well. You believe in Jesus? Uh, I believe, believe in, I believe, uh, well, that's an, int- that's a broad <laughs> question, um, <laughs> I believe that yeah, there was probably that dude named Jesus that people are talking about in that book. I believe that he probably existed. Uh, so you're you believe that he might have been a real dude? Yeah, yeah. I think the, like the I think his historians kind of like it's more on the side of he probably existed. He was a real guy. <laughs> Did he walk on water? Uh, I don't. I doubt that. Did he cure leprosy? Uh, I also I don't know about that either. Uh, I have theories about <laughs> that because of. Uh, they say that Jesus went around and he anointed people with oils and then they were healed. And at that particular time, uh, when people became priests in that religion or whatever, they dipped them in this oil or whatever. And they say that the oil was infused with all kinds of things, like potentially cannabis. Ooh. <laughs> that can cure a lot of skin yeah, disorders. Yeah, they say some, the burning bush might have been weed, so... The burning, huh? You burn the bush? Yeah, and, and talking then, to people and shit, so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it could have just been they were getting high. They could have been there just getting high. They were all hanging around a burning bush, yeah. and God was talking to them. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. yes, things talk to me when I smoke the pot, but <laughs> it's usually myself. So you came from a, a, a Catholic, Judeo-Catholic, yeah, Christian Yeah, I grew up upbringing. going to church. I, uh, I played basketball for my church uh, up until eighth grade. Um, it was called Christ the King Church uh, out in the East Bay. And um, yeah, I believed in God back then. I, I prayed to uh, to someone at night, and you know, said I hope all the starving kids get f-, like pretty much just the checklist of things that I thought was like good. And it's I wish I could kind of tap more back into that and wonder if I was just doing that to like save my own ass, you know, Ooh. for like afterlife insurance kind of thing, now or if I, I did. did really want to help people for the sake of. I think it's because I've already like heard that 
that question posed right. of the, well, are good things even done for you? Other? So it's like I always have that doubt of like, am I even a good person? Oh. So, I, so I had that, I think, even as a kid. And I wish I had like more of a epic tale of like how I lost my religion. But I think it was just like the slow degradation of facts. Wow. <laughs> now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. And if I die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul That's to take. Mm-hmm. God bless mommy and daddy and all the african children yeah pretty much yeah literally like yeah all the yeah kid, yeah all the swar- starving kids in africa and all the starving kids here and a lot of stuff about other kids probably were you uh born again christian did you take jesus christ as your lord and savior into your heart and soul so that you would uh, not die in the eternal fire pit that had to be that had to be part of a little bit i i don't I luckily, uh, in my church experience, was not too beaten down with the with the threats of hell, oh. um, which I feel like that's a like that's kind of like what turns me off against a lot of organized religion is that, <clears throat> you know, you can be very cool and liberal or like open with your child and send them to church to learn lessons, but then there might be someone there that tells them that they can't say fuck or else God cries. Right. Um, like this lifeguard God kind of thing. The external morality. Yeah, right. and so <clears throat> so I don't think I was beaten too down uh, with uh, fears of hell, but I mean, I don't know, my parents yelled a lot and I wanted that to stop. <laughs> ah. So did you pray to your invisible friend Jesus to make your parents get along? Yeah, that, yeah, and then, and then, and then the starving kids. Right. <laughs> I always find prayer to be very bizarre because it's when I was little I was not allowed to have an invisible friend hmm. but Jesus was the was fine but they were yeah they're cool with Jesus right so I'm not allowed to have like you know an enormous cat friend that's so you like can a talk lifestyle to Jesus, he just cat. can't be like literally in the room when you're <clears throat> you can't set a seat could you set like a seat for him at dinner like Elijah with the Jews um my parents did they set up no no Jesus was just always with us but not like, hey, here he is. Could you claim to have, like, oh, well, I spoke to the Lord or the Lord oh, spoke absolutely. to me? Oh, absolutely. I could okay. definitely get away with that as a kid. Okay. Yeah. God told me not to eat Brussels sprouts. <laughs> yeah, and they'd be like, oh, okay. Well, uh, yeah, just... well, if God told you. Okay. Uh, no, they, but I was allowed to, that was the only invisible friend. That, I just wanted to have an invisible friend who was a giant cat that, like, followed me around and was super awesome. To make Jesus a giant cat that follows you, yeah. Right. Now, see, that's the cat. thing. Jesus could be a nice fluffy cat. He had the long fur, hair. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, so (laughs) raised, raised, uh, religious because of fear of death. Definitely. That was there. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I still, well, I still have the fear of death and maybe that might be where it started from, uh, you know, like this fear of impermanence and that you like you, well, I won't last forever. So I better be good. So I go to heaven and last forever. Right. Um, are you, you're afraid of death? You're so young. You're like 28. Okay. Um, no, I mean, well, like, I, I, I question why, you know, like, maybe that, you know, partly why I would like to be a successful comedian because I want to leave a mark or, you know, Uh-oh. have some sort of thing to be recorded. Like, this will exist forever, hopefully. <laughs> Until the and solar flare happens. Yeah, exactly. Until um, the internet flares you know, But I don't know, yeah. <clears throat> it could be out of a, you know, a thing, out of a fear of impermanence or a fear of death and not wanting to not be here. It could be, yeah, you know, I'm very, uh, you know... Uh, 
aware that it might be selfish. Like, I want me to be looked at and seen. But you're not looking for children. Are you Are you one of these breeders? Are you a breeder? I would probably, yeah. I, I, I get excited at the idea of having kids later in life. It's one of those gotcha. things like, oh, I'll put it off. But, you know, who knows when that'll happen. But you have a, you have a, a, a steady relationship. You were talking about watching True Detective with your girlfriend. Yeah, well, uh, that with was the a the live time ago. streaming. Yeah, yeah. Live, that was a while ago. So uh, there's no more girlfriend? Uh, well, I date a lot. I date. Um, I, I try to date a lot. Um, I recently have started dating uh, someone that uh, I'm really excited about. And so. And you, so, but the concept of kids, it's a potential in the future. Yeah, definitely. Okay, I'm cool. actually, I'm one of 19 uh, grandchildren. Whoa. My dad, yeah, my dad, uh, Irish Catholics, so he was one of, uh, he was the seventh of nine kids. And uh, out of those seven, uh, or out of the out of the nine kids, only four of them were boys. And out of those four boys, three of them had three ki- uh, three daughters, two daughters, and two daughters. My dad is the only one who had boys. So I and my brother are the only Dan's boys left, and we are the only ones that can pass on the family name. Wow. So, and a lot of times I make the joke that it's really up to me because my brother is totally asexual. Does <laughs> well, he have a touch of the autism? Uh, dyslexia. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> that just, that's a terrible thing to say. Yeah, I, I, I wow. I'm a... Jokes. Uh, yeah, jokes. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm personally, I've passed that. I'm never going to have children, so... Mm-hmm. Therefore, this idea. No, of I envy that because it's like, wow. Well, she's free. She's okay with not having to like pass this genetic. This, you know, I, I wonder if it's like kind of like a you know this virus. I don't know. Talking about True Detective, it sounds like something out of uh, out of Matthew Conaghy. Like I don't know if it's this virus, this curse to want to keep, you know, like uh, procreating, and you know, and maybe we should go walk hand in hand into oblivion, like he says in True Detective. <laughs> you believe in True Detective. Uh, the first season was really good. I oh, didn't okay. bother watching the second. All right. Uh, <clears throat> creating. See, I'm interested in this idea of creating permanence. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people, when they're afraid of death, it's a great thing to do is to have kids because then you do have a sense of Yeah, you of literally you see yourself literally, living on. Right. And your weird, like, idiosyncrasies and how you train them. And mm-hmm. See, now, your I ideas, think of children... And, yeah. Because I'm a nanny, so I train a lot of children. And it's I've weird because I, I think of it as training. I think mm. of dealing with children as like kind of like training dogs. <laughs> dogs are actually easier to train. No, than yeah, children. definitely. My brother, he works a lot with kids uh, all throughout the year um, in the summer camp and then also teaching kids uh, like road and bicycle safety during the school year. So his whole life is performing for kids. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I dealt with uh, preschool for a little bit, and they had a road and safety when we take the tricycles out and there'd be different signs and you change the directions of the signs and you make them stop and then you make them switch directions so they all have to sort of learn like how to be on a vehicle around each other that's it's, funny it's very cute they uh yeah the place that my brother works i'll, I'll plug them safe moves uh they they do they put on uh, like a uh, different um uh like assemblies at schools for the, this road safety uh, and they've come up to as far as like the South Bay, and I actually, I actually got employed by them to help them out just like once or twice. Uh, and so yeah, I got to set up this fake street, and um, you know, uh, with cardboard houses and shit, and uh, have kids walk down the street. I had just like really fake, like really big up this uh, essentially a safety demonstration. Right. And they're like, oh, it's a game. I'm like, you only got one life. He's like, can we call it YOLO? I'm like. Fucking sure. sure. <laughs> and also, you're standing in the street. You're dead. And like, so it kind of, so it, it married like two of my favorite things, like playing with kids and playing God. So I got to like 
say, you've been hit by a car, you've been hit by a car, you're dead, you're... And then I'm like, and you're the only nice one. <laughs> you're the only one alive. Yeah. Playing God. Yeah, that's a fun game. I wonder <laughs> if children do that, if children get the idea to play to play God with one another. What? I mean, yeah, will they boss people around and be all dogmatic about what you can and can't do? I don't know. But I don't know. I don't know about... I don't know many kids that were on the playground that were, like, trying to either like end people's lives well that would be like that's like the baby hitler moves right you're like the, the one child that's playing god with other children you're like you know we need to watch out for this one we gotta <laughs> put them on a special uh, uh sociopath track or something like that right <laughs> just, god kind of seems like a sociopath right like he just doesn't care yeah like he either yeah. cares about everybody or cares about nobody yeah he's very yeah uh, I mean, a million comedians have made the you know the joke that he's like a needy girlfriend that you need to do a lot of specific things. And yeah, that's why that's why like yeah, specific dogmas and like or a lot of organized religion kind of, that kind of stuff bothers me. What's but, the, uh, what what part of uh, religious texts or dogma pisses you off the most? Like the one thing where you're like, really, this is what we this is what you want people to believe. This is this is what you want us to believe in. I mean, it's, it was strange because, you know, it's, uh, the question arises, like, what actually came from the Bible and what just came from the people that, like, use the Bible as an excuse for, like, anti-gay rights and anti, like, abortion kind of stuff. Uh, and that kind of stuff upsets me, you know, when, when someone says, well, it's just a rule, you ha this is, you have to do this because, or you can't do that just fucking because, um... Don't then, kill babies. And then, yeah, like I think, yeah, why not let priests start to marry so they, you know, fuck less kids? And um, right, rabbis don't fuck many kids. I don't hear um, about <laughs> they get wives. Hasn't been a, there hasn't been a big problem about it yet. I don't. Yeah, think. they get they get wives or can they or can they yeah, have husbands? Rabbis? Can they have husbands? Can rabbis have a husband? I I don't know. I don't the, know any the Jews, Jews that are uh, like upset about gay people, but. I don't know. I've never even thought about it. Yeah. Because I usually just assume that all religions hate gay people. Right. You know, like but that's not a, yeah, but we shouldn't do that. That's not a, yeah, we, like we shouldn't try to blanket all religions just like they try to blanket us sometimes. But, no, but yeah. I know Muslims don't like gays. Yeah. And yeah. they have, um, or trans people. Although yeah. they, I saw one of the trans people went, she went from a girl to a guy. Mm hmm and then she got all the rights associated with uh, being a Muslim dude, which is kind of exciting. That's interesting. You don't I have to wear a headscarf anymore. You yeah, can pray really in the temple or whatever. Yeah, I always wondered what the what what any church and like, you know specifically the Catholic Church would say about like uh, so my massage teacher. I went to massage school, um, and during that time that my parents were getting uh, uh, split up, uh, I turned to my massage teacher who was a uh, kind of a big uh, source of strength for me uh, and she told me her story about how you know she has, she has five kids she's been with the same guy you know this is back uh, eight years ago so uh, but I don't want to do the math for now so you know been with this guy for 25 years had five kids with him they met in the Marines uh, and uh, her husband Ralph became Roxanne Wow. And so I always wonder, like, what like these churches would say, like, okay, well, like, do they have to get divorced now that it's kind of a lesbian couple? Interesting. Like, because he because like, they were legally married. Yeah, as a man. As a man and, and a woman, woman and had had the five kids. 
Yeah, and so that was always a that was a fun fun situation. I went over there, like you know, I had barbecues and met, and it was really cool. The kids had uh, they had mommy, and then they had Maddie, which is a combination of mommy daddy. Oh wow! Mommy and Maddie. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Progressive. Yeah, really progressive. Yeah. And this was this was eight years ago. So yeah, this was eight years ago. They've actually since then uh, someone has made a documentary on YouTube. I can't remember the name though. Awesome. But it's probably on Ralph Huey. There's a comedian in our community, uh, Natasha Muse, mm-hmm. who is an amazing lady, and she uh, married her wife, but before she made her transition, she saved her sperm, and they have two beautiful daughters of their wow. own genetic situation. Very cool. Because That's they used... Thinking ahead. Thinking way ahead. Super yeah. awesome. And they... And I've... I've seen her two beautiful daughters. They, she lives in the same neighborhood as I do, and we see yeah, each other at the you know, other, library a lot. More, yeah, other, other traditional lesbian couples, as if that's a tradition. Uh, but because uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they can use one egg and then put it in the other person's womb. But obviously, since she started as a male, um, she yeah don't doesn't have the eggs. So right. Yeah. I, I I think it's all very exciting, and I've I've never had like a problem with. People, even though I was raised like super, super Christian and super dogmatically, super like I used to fight mm. abortion people when I was little. Like I was one of those kids that was like putting up signs like God hates murderers and yeah. don't murder babies, and uh, sort of on the front lines of moralization with no idea of. And now I'm such on the other side. Like I have tons of jokes about my third abortion. Uh, <laughs> Third time's the trend. Yeah, third time's the trend. Actually, I only have two abortions, but the third's just for comic effect. But I really the did have a rule of threes. I had, a, I had a, a great time in my second abortion because they gave me this amazing drug called midazolam. It's a short-lived, fast... Bedazzle-lam? Bedazzle-lam. Bedazzle. Sounds like bedazzle. It sounds like bedazzle. And it, when they first said it, I'm like, is it... What did, did you say? Bedazzle? It's it's in the two-pan family. But it's a benzodiazepine. <laughs> it's short, short-lived, fast-acting. And it's they use it for abortions so that you feel real good. So you give me this drug and say, oh, you're going to feel real good. You know, it's about a five-minute procedure. Some people talk. Some people don't talk. I said, yeah, anybody ever told jokes? And they said, uh, no, that's never happened. So it was a bringer <laughs> show. I left it there. Uh, and I did. I did jokes for five minutes during my abortion, and they were all laughing. They were all hovered around my vagina, sucking out the baby, and just laughing and laughing as I was just doing like my just whatever jokes I could remember because I was on these great drugs. That's a good set. Yeah, it was a good set. And the only regret I have about that abortion is they wouldn't let me tape it. They don't let say, you bring in the iPhone. Oh yeah. You have to leave your phone in like a little locker outside before they yeah. do it. But I have I have no problem with abortion whatsoever, and it strikes me as so strange that like the religious morality of people saying oh you have to have this baby and I'm like how about the morality of choosing not to have a baby because at this point I'm 42 years old so I'm probably gonna have a retard baby like if you force me to have a baby if you don't let me have an abortion after 36 your chances of having like down syndrome like double and there are so many just my eggs aren't not supposed to have kids so like the religious groups coming in and saying you must have children just like blows my mind because i think it's yeah. amoral my favorite uh my favorite song about uh, pr- being pro-choice is by diggable planets I um i forget exactly what it's called um it is and i know some of the lines yeah if they say yeah. they say um if um it's not the time 
there's I, I know that's I know how it goes too. The, the support yeah. of the map cells. Yeah, you know, supporters uh, of the H bomb, firebomb clinics. Well, our love was often a verb, and spawn today we have brought a third. But due to our economic state, state, we wish to terminate. About this, we don't feel great, but baby, that's how it is. That's that's a yeah. great song. I was also gonna ask: Is it is it interesting that you that a lot of drugs end, end in your name with Pam? Yeah, I love the, the two Pam family. Pam. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> The, the doctors call it the two Pam family for whatever, but because it, they're yeah. benzodiazepines. But yeah. God, I love them. I'm a yeah. big I'm a big fan of Valium and um and all those things. And I try not to take them, you know, too much. But ooh, mm-hmm. makes me fuzzy a little I bit. Have of a, yeah, I have a lorazepam prescription. But uh, yeah, no. And then um, what was it about the, the abortion? Um, no, as like a as a, as a straight man, I always have to be very like like calculated with how much support i give to abortion because right because like a straight man at, at an abortion rally is he like really pro women's health rights and procreation rights or is he just like really a deadbeat dad and likes to fuck raw like <laughs> like yeah uh, like, the yeah, poor i don't want to have males. a kid like you know yeah so yeah poor me right? <laughs> cis white how you know what man. this is this is off topic a little bit <laughs> yeah, but yeah. you're straight white typical looking yeah know, i have a beard guy. Yeah, yeah i'm a little shorter but yeah but when you feel like how is it being part of like do you feel that you're faceless in the comedy ocean or how does it work because there's like how do you differentiate yourself from the fold mm-hmm. when um well either whether it's um yeah it's trying to either take that identity and either like really affirm it or try to really deny it and I feel like a lot of guys are trying to deny it while not really doing much to, you know, either change their visual look or how they're speaking. Um, so I've tried to more like accept it and not try to like say like look like some fuck boy, or like a fuck man. But um, but yeah, and so like um, you know, I've either tried to just embrace it to the point where like even if I'm acting this way, that people are like, oh well, he's kind of different. I mean, I tend to be you know a slightly more effeminate. I do. It, it's interesting that uh, most most women that I do attract tend to be uh, bisexual. Huh. Um, I just take data points, and I don't know if it's like my slender frame or like my long eyelashes, or like yeah, I'm a massage therapist. Uh, for, I've been a massage therapist for eight years, and I work in a you know uh, a spa or a gym uh, downtown here, in San Francisco. Uh, so I predominantly cater to muscular gay men. Huh. Um, yeah, and so uh, and yeah, I, I mean I'm not a really big tough guy. I can't really play that, so I have I can't. So I, you know the whole cis straight. I you know I just try to at least. Yeah, I'm straight and I have the same appetites, but I'm, I'm I try to be less threatening than other larger. What do you do when uh, some when a big guy farts on your table? Does that happen often? I've always been not afraid. often. I would say I fart more than them. Really? Yeah, and I would be like, ah, uh, like I hope you know, like I'll go down to their feet and have to like kind of fart before I come back to their head. That's hilarious. And hope it stays on that end of the room. But, I've uh, always wondered about massage therapists and more how disgusting erections. More okay. erections than farts. But it's better than no erections at work, right? Right. right. You want some. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I've always, I, for a while when I had a, a real job and I had insurance and I, I had hurt my back, I got to get monthly 50-minute massages by, uh, his name was Kevy and he was an amazing human being. And I do those. Yeah. And <laughs> it was, and he changed my life. Uh, but I always wondered, like, um, what's the grossest, like, you just need to go with it, right? So if big hairy guy comes mm-hmm. in, 
you just go with it. You just yeah, get I've the leaves out and you. <clears throat> I've had a guy who, you know, uh, had pimple, uh, back knee, oh. uh, his whole back, and it's like, I feel like I'm like, that one wasn't popped before oh, as oh. I'm rubbing on his back. Um, oh. I've had, uh, I've had uh, third degree burn uh, uh, victims. Wow. Um, Really, I and I've like further down the line where it's just kind of you know like interesting texture, but then also I've gotten like I'm like, isn't this a little acute for your massage just yet? Right, right. Um, sloughing off skin, yeah, yeah, or yeah, you know, I've had plenty of people with um, you know, sunburn, sunburns that's not too bad because you know it's just their skin, right? But um, yeah, I've had some some terrible funks you know emanating from people's uh. Bot butts. I was gonna say bodies, but yeah, butts. Right. Wow. But, uh, oh. Yeah, that's why I like being at a gym now. Most people take showers before they come down in the spa. Nice. Before I worked <coughs> at this gym, I worked up in Calistoga <coughs> at this resort where they did uh, like mud baths and stuff. Uh-huh. So every it was pretty guaranteed that everyone would be clean, even if they did have a little bit mud of mud on them. It was right. like clean mud, so. So it wasn't as gross. Wow, yeah, yeah. So, for a but yeah, I mean, like a lot of people ask me, you know, like, hey, did you get into like to do it for rubbing hot chicks? And it's like that is a plus whenever that happens. But I, for the most part, I massage the general public. And you know, how many people out of the general public do you find attractive? Like, right? There's, you know, you know. <laughs> you know I've been noticing a lot of ugly people lately, and it's been making me feel pretty good about myself. That That's I'm like, cool. I'm like, wow, they are really an ugly adult and they, do, and they live their lives and they and and that's okay yeah but working at a gym like all of my uh, all my co-workers are really muscular very toned people like all the yeah all the women are beautiful all the guys are gorgeous too um so when i go to like a work party like you know like like the fall like christmas or the fall picnic or the christmas party it's like i feel like i'm in la uh you know in one of these fancy places here in san francisco and i'm clearly not a trainer because i have like 12 like 13 inch biceps (laughs) um I was gonna go lower, but I'm pretty sure 13 is like the truth is low enough. And uh, <laughs> and uh, but you're rubbing people. You got you constantly. Yeah, no, I'm. I, you'd be surprised at how deep I can get um, with my hands. And uh, but but yeah, I mean, like you know, if I go walk up to a pretty woman and uh, you know maybe she's from a different uh, uh, location from my uh, from my uh, work, uh, and I try to start talking to her, and then Thor walks up behind me, and I'm like, okay, I'll just step away and watch, imagine you guys fuck, do you guys need me to get you anything, like, can I watch, like, I don't know, but, uh, yeah, but, so that's why it's good to, you know, then come back, you know, and then be around the, the comedians, because then I feel like I'm the man in one, man with one eye in the land of the blind, but, so I'm like, I'm handsome, I'm, pretty, I'm, I'm up here for a comedian, yeah, comedians uh usually uh dick bags the terrible people <laughs> uh i had another question about massage but oh so is this offensive i used to i had kind of a crush on kevy he was uh, a tall adonis type man mm-hmm. and uh when he would rub me i would tip him uh by putting a 20 in my g-string <laughs> and then uh, i asked him to take it out with his teeth once is that is that offensive for a well, how close i mean well if that was the first massage i would be like that's weird i would still do it um <laughs> no it was a, it was after a while i didn't yeah. even know i was supposed to tip him until like i realized halfway through people were like you don't tip your massage guy and i was like oh, you're no, supposed yeah, to do that yeah you're supposed to yeah you're it's a service you're supposed to do it you wouldn't go out and go out for dinner for a hundred dollar meal and stiff your waiter right so 
but uh although it's different like if they're coming to their to your house like when i come to people's houses with my table i don't have people tip me actually because i'm keeping 100 percent of that cash right so it's i don't really need any more on top of it i kind of figure that into the price kind of right you um, add the gratuity no i don't add the gratuity i i, tr- I keep my price low so uh but i so i don't say i'm oh it's adding the gratuity like oh well, can i like is this 20 percent or fit can i do 15 instead like no it's maybe 10 percent factored in i see um yeah i can work a lot cheaper than a lot of People coming to you, especially in San Francisco, people coming to your house cost like fucking two hundred dollars. I can way beat that. So and cause I, yeah, I'm not that hurting for how. So money isn't money isn't part of your moralistic view. You aren't no, you aren't I'm, you I'm aren't so, a capitalist at heart. I'm I'm a pretty frugal person. I try to get get whatever deals or uh, I try to get over wherever I can. Um, I don't know if it was instilled by my parents. Like as a as a kid, I, our family was well off. As soon as my parents split. There, you know, all I heard uh, on both sides were about how everyone needed money, and then oh. and yet I was still, still seeing like my mom, like you know, kind of wastefully spending and like throwing groceries away and stuff, <gasps> or, um, or just like eating out too often. And I'm like, wait, I thought you said money was an issue, and I don't get it. And uh, so I don't, you know, I just try to be responsible. Like I play video games, but I, uh, you know, I, I try to be really frugal with those. I wait till they're like really cheap till I buy them. Right, you don't buy it for the fifty dollar price. You wait yeah, till it's a yeah, yeah, I always, for yeah, yeah, yeah. Things, yeah, exactly. And yeah. Um, yeah, I wait for things to come down in price. And, you know, I will, the only thing I will, you know, I spend a lot of money on is going out for dinner, whether I've it's a date or something, way. but, you know, I'll go out for sushi and spending sushi. $50 on a, on a great meal doesn't bother me as much as, yeah, even though I'm like $50 on a video game, I might spend, you know, 50 hours on, right. but I like, ah, uh, but it's still different. So I don't know. I, I think it was instilled by my dad who had this really, really uh, hard work ethics. Actually, he's on a, he has his own ads right now going around the city. I'm like, you have more publicity than me. He's on a PG PG and E ad uh, on like bus stops right cool. now. Cool. See, like him going this. Like, it's Tim Dan's and uh, with his arms crossed and uh, yeah, he's part of this big initiative to save energy and so like you know. I gotta check that out. Yeah, he's on bus stops down downtown. I ride the bus all the time. Yeah. So, um, how did your parents? You've mentioned it twice now. How did your parents' divorce affect you? How old were you when that happened? I was about 18. Wow, they waited to you. So are you yeah. older than your brother or is your brother younger? Who's He's still, older. So they waited till you guys were out of high school before they... Yeah, yeah. I had just... Yeah. My dad had this interest. We'll, we'll wait till the kids are out of high school. I'm like, really, when we need the most money and support for right. college? Yeah. Uh, you know, I would think that... Because there, there was the scares, you know, the big arguments back in like when I was like 10. Like, I want a divorce. And then my dad would go out and like mow our lawn and then some of the neighbor's lawns without permission because uh, he just wanted to be out of the house or something. Wow. Uh, yeah, that was a real thing that happened when I was 10. But uh, and then, uh, no, when I was 18, uh, it was on uh, New Year's Eve that my mom called my dad out. Uh, and, uh, and it was, it was interesting. I remember I was playing, uh, I was playing Mass Effect and I, I was playing, my mom was baking dinner and my mom was frantic as shit running around like, when's, when's, when's your, when's your dad going to be fucking home? And I'm like, he's, whenever mom, who cares when dad's going to be home? She's oh, I'm making this great dinner. He's fucking late. And, and, uh, yeah, he comes home and, uh, I remember like, you know, my dad looks in the mirror and like, kind of like messes with his hair a little bit. And uh, my mom's like, oh, like something wrong with your hair? He's like, you know, you got to make sure. Because I guess my mom, my mom had already like found an email, and oh. yeah, and my dad had been taking his toiletries to work oh. and uh, and doing more push-ups at night and and oh. crest whitening his teeth. The strips, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah. Once they start working out, you know they're about you're about. That's what happened <clears throat> with my divorces. Okay. 
yeah and so yeah and i was playing video games and i you know my parents go into the room and they're yelling like but that's pretty normal but my brother comes out he's like mom's asking a lot of questions that dad can't answer wow and, and then so finally uh, we we both go and put our ears to the door and then you know we hear my mom fucking call like you know just asking the question are you fucking cheating on me and he says yes and then that's when we hear the slaps and then you know wow. we run in, my mom's yeah on my dad on the bed like you know kind of like tearing his shirt like it was like i bought this shirt for you for christmas <laughs> and, uh, yeah and so yeah and so that's yeah that's how it went down and uh but yeah and so yeah it, it, you were yeah, out of high school though so. yeah like one year i was i just started massage school um so yeah it was yeah it was interesting um do you feel yeah, like do you feel like that's shaped the relationships that you've had with women that um, the relationship between your parents and it's a little bit sort of like you know down. just whether it's learning from my dad's mistakes like i don't want to do that to someone else um right. which is funny because it was after that that at, uh, at, a, at a certain time i did cheat on a girlfriend huh. <clears throat> I, I don't know if i just like um when you're 18 it's not well, yeah, cheating. Well, yeah, well, it's finding a new girlfriend yeah, was, you date yeah, for like was like, two yeah weeks. i was like 20 i was 20 21 at the time that i did that stupid thing and uh but I remember, I don't know if I justified it to myself where I'm like, I'm not married like my dad or right. like, um, right. yeah, or a thing. Yeah. But, uh, and I was like, ah, I'm, I'm in this mode of wanting to experience things. Like, I'm like, oh, maybe I'll try cocaine once or like, maybe I'll try this. And I'm like, maybe I'll see what it's like to like this, wh- how, what this thrill of, you know, you see in movies about, you know, did you, did <clears> you just make out with somebody else or did you literally have no, I sexual intercourse? Yeah. Yeah. You I did cheated with, deed. yeah, with yeah. a person and then, uh, yeah. And, and then yeah that was a whole different story but um did you did you feel like you moralistic were you did that like wound your yeah your well, moralistic I, self were well you yeah like, oh. yeah well just like i kind of like, i i i i uh, liken it to like getting in a car crash like that's your fault once you know because when you're who do you trust more in this world uh, the most yourself right so once you know that you can fuck up how can you like you know? Because I got one once got in a car wreck. I'm like, oh shit! And it was that was my fault. Right. Next time on the road, I can't trust any fucking one else. If I can't trust myself, how can I trust anyone else? Um. And so same with uh, yeah. I was like, I made this mistake, and you know, I potentially deeply hurt this other person. Uh, like, then I got really paranoid all the time. Either she was gonna find out, or she was gonna cheat on me. Yeah. Um, or both. Uh, you know. And so, so yeah, that that changed things. Um. But yeah, and then uh, yeah, so like my back to the divorce thing though, like you know, uh, you know, for a while I didn't talk to my dad for about a year, and then I started seeing him. Like he lived in the city with, uh, who we very warmingly referred to as Homewrecker. Um, <laughs> he moved in with her. Yeah, yeah, it was his old boss. He got a new job and he went back and fucked his old boss. Wow. And, um, and then, yeah, he moved in with her, and like the whole time that they were together, he always tried to get me to uh, like meet her, and mm-hmm. we're just like, why the fuck? We can't a a we can't betray mom like I mean my brother, you know, we can't betray mom like that. B why the fuck do we want to meet this person? Right. And fucking leave it alone. I don't know, but uh, and so uh, very interestingly enough, like the the uh, progression of that, it's been eight years. Uh, they have recently just uh, broken up. And so wow. my dad got his own place. And as, as you know, as torn as I am about, you know, my dad uh, splitting up with this person, he told me on happy, on Father's Day, I'm like, I guess happy Father's Day to me. Like, what <laughs> like I, I don't, I don't want to sound mean, but yeah, I, me and my brother have wanted that relationship to end ever since it started. Right. Uh, you know, I don't think that's uh, too terrible of a thing to imagine, but 
And, uh, but now that my dad has his own place, I'm like, dad, like, let's sit on a couch and watch some TV together. Cause right. we haven't been able he can't come over my house. Like I still live with a uh, mom and, oh, uh, and, okay. uh, and he can't, and you know, and I was never willing to go into the lion's den. Like, no, I'm like, no, no, no. like, I, like, you can sleep on the couch. She's not even home. I'm like, yeah, but what, ha- what else happened on the fucking couch, dad? Right. So. Yeah, so I'm like, no thanks. And so recently, actually, in the past, it's it was this year that yeah, my dad has his own place, and like this new thing of like, uh, you know, I've gotten to just hang out at my dad's place, wow, up in like the tender knob and stuff. Oh, nice. <clears throat> and it's funny because he's still every once in a while kind of push because he says he's still hopeful to have a type of relationship with uh, the homewrecker, and of course I'm just like, yeah, but what about what we're having right now? Because you know, it's either or, right? Yeah, like, right. She, as soon as she comes in this place it's tainted like you know so maybe yeah if you're gonna uh, see her hang out like go don't bring her here like i'll 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 smell the pheromones i know it mom had subsequent relationships and are you supportive of those uh yes yes and yes um i mean obviously there's uh kind of in the uh initially there was the uh you know don't fuck my mom kind of thing right um (laughs) but um yeah i don't want people fucking my mom but um no, it's uh, it was a shame because yeah, my mom it looks great for her age, um, and uh, but yeah, she was really sad about the divorce. Um, it, I mean, it, yeah, it kind of tore a lot of things apart, like a lot of friendships, because she just you know, years yeah, after she still cried about it, and you know, still you know, uh, and uh, <clears throat> in a lot of ways, let my dad kind of get to her, and it was a, this you know kind of it was a tumultuous thing because if my dad, my dad had already you know kind of left or ruined her you know life as you know. I don't want to put too much, you know, creed into that, but, uh, <clears throat> did this terrible thing to her. And then, um, gosh, where was I going with that? But, uh, she, um, subsequent relationships. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I forget exactly where, but, um, um, you know, it was, uh, like five years after that she was still like kind of crying and stuff. So a lot of people wow. like, kind of get over it kind of shit sometimes. Five years know? after. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. Well, uh, yeah, the, yeah, what I was going to say. But they were married for a long time. 25 years. Yeah. yeah wow. And, uh, wow. yeah, no, the tumultuous thing was cause like if my, my dad had already done this bad thing, but, uh, if he went further and like went f- with the divorce further, like, uh, like as sooner than he did, she would have lost her, uh, health insurance and all this oh. stuff that much sooner. So it's like, he already yeah. did this bad thing of like leaving her. Um, he, you know, wasn't gonna, he wasn't gonna just go dive head into the deep end of being a monster and, oh, and also guess what? You have no insurance or like, right. no, or any of these benefits. Uh, and you know, he couldn't do that, you know? So, you know, it's my dad's not a monster. He just made a mistake. And, um, and so, um, yeah, and so my mom, actually, one of the first relationships that she got into through the, uh, you know, uh, wonders of Facebook, <laughs> um, she went and, went and played what could have been. And she went and found one of her very first boyfriends. Wow. This guy who was on Broadway. Joe's knows, uh, is the one of, like, uh, has, he used to be best friends with, like, Joe Montaigne, one of the guys from, like, Law and Order. Right, one I know who Joe Montaigne is, yeah. But, uh, and, uh, yeah, and uh, and she uh, he was living out in New York, and she went out with, uh, went out to New York a couple times to hang out with him, and then he actually came back and moved in with us. Whoa. I remember I was like, well, can you move into one of the other rooms and not your room, like automatically, like I don't know about that. And um, but yeah, and so they dated for a while. Unfortunately, he was kind of 
burnt out because um, he used to do all these fun stuff I, things uh, but I also I think a little bit of meth at some point uh-huh. and, uh, but no he was burnt out and just like you know he liked to, he liked to play guitar but he wasn't very ambitious with it she wanted him to like go and like perform things and um, and he did help her like my mom's a costumer for theater so she makes oh, rad. yeah she's a seamstress she's making uh, she's costuming Beauty and the Beast right now so cool yeah it's really cool wow um, did you have the coolest Halloween costumes as a kid uh, yeah or like really inventive like mom you really went your way like when she made me a red power ranger i'm like this is i mean it's a ranger of i mean it's it's it looks like a like superhero of some kind it's not a power ranger but all right she's like well i went a different way with it like yeah mom i want to look like the thing on the (laughs) but um so yeah they worked uh he worked with her on the state actually they still kind of work together but they've since he's moved out uh, he moved out after uh, throwing me up against the, the refrigerator. After wow. he, he had a lot, yeah, he was, had a lot of pent up anger, and he was obviously very frustrated with his situation because my mom was becoming bored with him because oh. he wasn't doing much. He, you know, he just my mom wanted to go out dancing and you right. know, take me out. You know, yeah, my mom's sixty years old, but you know, she's like, I still wanted to go do fun things, and he was kind of, you know, he's done with that. And so, right. So that didn't last, <clears throat> and she's gone on like you know different. Um, websites uh and uh i think like match.com kind of stuff and uh i don't actually i don't know if she's gone as far as pay for it i think she said plenty of fish ones but as soon as she put it and she's like i don't want to put up photos Uh, she's like i don't get any dates uh and then my roommate's like well fucking put up some photos she's like i don't want to put up photos and as soon as she put put up photos she gets flood inundated you know she's a 60 year old that looks 40 and um Rad and uh, yeah, it's good. It's good for her. And so, uh, but she's also not. Uh, she's not c- trying to catch a lot of dick. And so, <laughs> um, I mean, I know I'm, I'm not saying she doesn't have a sexuality. I know I, I've I've seen condoms in a drawer of hers once, but um, but like a lot of these. Uh, and there's been uh, like uh, there's been one or two like younger guys that have like come around from the theater that like tried that is obviously trying to. Wow. Uh, like, she's not gonna fuck a. Th- 35 year old man like dude it's I'm not, she's not that kind of she's not that new agey right. like you well know. you know 10 years i my boyfriend is 10 is 11 years younger than me okay. which is well, I, I've dated, I dated last year i dated a 43 year old there you go yeah I, I mean but once you're i mean it just depends <clears throat> where you are in your life i i mean it gets to the point where you're like where are we going well i've been with my boyfriend for three years yeah. now so we're fine with their direction everything but in the beginning the age difference was like it, it wasn't i mean I've, oh when my, my mom when my mom heard about the 43 year old she had a conniption but, really yeah so she didn't interesting no she's she in a lot of ways she can be very old-fashioned um uh, see no and here's a good get back to religion where yeah. does this old-fashioned and this prudiness come from is it right. is it like a religious dogma holdover or and even it, that we get so angry about each other when relationships break up like I have a more new agey thing now where I'm like because I've been married and divorced and I'm like relationships end well yeah people and go re- different directions yeah, and I've recently been in a, in a, in a thruple a three-way couple where it was me a girl and another girl and we were all dating each other so, you yeah, were in a uh, you're polyamory yeah I've, yeah I've, I've awesome done, I've done plenty of different kinds of things did you see now that's the thing pleasing one woman is nearly impossible but two yeah it doesn't work out for them i think the math is just like i think it's kind of a like, well girls are so neat i'm not gonna i shouldn't blanket statement that but yeah. girls are i mean but it makes for good jokes it does <laughs> right paint with broad brushes <laughs> 
yeah. Well, women are already hard enough to please, and then you're like, wait, I have to split my time between two of you. I'm like, right. that doesn't work out for you guys at all. You know, I'm only like ending once. I'm not gonna. I can't just keep going. Like you don't. Well, just- and even more than just the sexually, like emotionally, I can't even imagine like. I mean, I guess maybe women well, could take care easy. of each other emotionally. That part's easy. Like, I could, like, all right, well, I'm kind of done. I'm going to play some video games. You guys gab like gals. Right, like, right, you know, right. You guys have some pillow talk or whatever. Um, <laughs> or, you know, there would be times where, uh, you know, I'm playing video games. I look over, and they're, still, they're having sex behind me. I'm like, oh, that's cool, and I still keep playing video wow. games. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Now, there might be something moralistically wrong with that, like in the man code, like the morals of Oh, guys, the like, morals we'll get of in it, dude. What like, are you doing? The two girls were going at it. You're not even going to watch? It, it was well, it became commonplace. What uh, video game were you playing? Uh, was it that good? No, it's just it's, you know it became kind of commonplace kind of thing where uh, and yeah I it, it, I find that I found the, uh, the you know the the casual the casual casualness of it you know hilarious to me but I'm like cool like, and of course I and as 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 uh, sexual as a per- as thirsty as I am um, you know sex isn't the only thing for me in a relationship. Um, so, okay, so uh, top three things in a relationship other than sex. Other than sex. Because I'd say it's probably like it's one third of a relationship is the sexual. So let's say sexual. top two things other than sex. Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, like what would make what makes a good relationship? I yeah. Guess? Like if it's a stool, right? The, and it has three legs. Okay. And one, and one of them one sex. Is okay. No. Uh, what, it's, so a st- it's a three-legged three. stool, right? I was thinking four legs. Okay. We already covered one is sex. Okay. Right. So the other three, three. the other three legs of the stool to make uh, it really balanced. So I guess yeah, good sex, good laughs. So connection, good, good laughing though, laughing means that you're connecting on a, I don't know, sense of humor. In, a, in humor. a truth, you know, it could be a truth. Is I think you know it all. I think it all can boil down to truth, you know, because uh, what in the sex and like good communication is is another way of saying you know you share truth. You know, you're really truthful and honest and open and transparent. Um, and so I guess the other one. Uh, it could also be seen as the same thing. See, now, a lot of people don't think that honesty is good for relationships. No, they're great. <laughs> no, that, it's, that's it's really key? good for, I think, no, I think, I think, bla- like, you know, just blatant honesty is is probably key. Well, because if, then it's always going to breed resentment. Uh, you're always, like, if you can't be honest with someone, even if it's just, like, I want to go fuck someone else. Right, uh, right. You know, that's uh, right. And you and even if you're not going to act on that, you should still be able to express it to someone. You know, I, I've always hated the idea of um, not being able to tell someone, "Oh wow, look on like a movie, like oh wow, that person's beautiful." Right, right, like, right. Like they, you know, and, and I've, I, you know, you can say that, you know, I've, I've never been bothered by a, a girl pointing out another guy that's beautiful. I'm like, yeah, dude, look at that. That's ridiculous. You don't have the jealousy issues. Uh, my boyfriend got mad at me once because I was saying that Jeff Goldblum in uh, in Jurassic Park was pre- kind of sexy. And I was like, you can't be jealous of 1999. Yeah, first of all, yeah, there's like, a statute of limitations. It's a, it's a 1999 movie with Jeff Goldblum. And then Goldblum. there's the thing like, of just the, I'm never, that person's never going to I'm not. I'm, I'm never, never gonna, gonna talk that. to that person. Yeah, in that real person's life. never gonna want to have. I'm never gonna have the chance. So why not just? And what was cool about you know being in this like you know in like a polyamorous kind of thing and um, uh, uh, where we and you know she was uh, uh, or by 
is. I'm assuming it's she's still alive. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not past tense. But you know, so we could we can point out other you know, like, oh wow, she looks beautiful. Like you know, look at that ass. Like that's nice. Like we were sorry. Thank I God for yoga pants. I was I wasn't listening. I was looking at that ass. No, don't worry. I was looking at her ass too. Like yeah, fair enough. Yeah, and it was just like high five for asses. Like yeah, it's just a better way to you know instead of yeah. You know, when I talk to people, like, yeah, well, my boyfriend doesn't let me hang out with with other guys alone, but that's okay because he's not allowed to hang out with other girls alone, and we're cool with that. Oh, that sounds fucking awful. That makes no sense. Yeah, like, you know what? They should be allowed to hang out, and they should be allowed to fuck because fucking is fun. (laughs) If I mean, I wouldn't. I I would. I'm I'm a weird kid, man. Oh, I'm here, Timothy. (laughs) Hey, Tim. I've been uh, setting up. I got. uh, We'll get to that later. I'm I'm a weird caveman, like. There's actually no. It differs. It depends on the girl. Like some girls, if they present themselves a certain way, not in a negative or necessarily positive kind of way, but if they give me a preconceived notion that they're going to fuck other people, yeah, then I accept that. Yeah, exactly. But exactly. if they play this like girl next door, I love you, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Like if they do that thing where they build me up and make me feel like a good person, and then rip my fucking heart out and go fuck my friends. Then yeah. I'm pissed. Well, yo, and then it, especially, and that was a big. That was one. The uh, that's that's like the big rule I have with polyamory is that you just don't fuck anyone I know, whether it's people I like or I don't like. Right. No one I know, because like I don't need to be oh, like, hey nice. Tim, you want to hang out? Oh, actually, I'm fucking your girlfriend tonight. Um, right. Yeah. Like, oh no, me and your girlfriend are hanging out. Oh, okay. Shit. Um, oh. I guess that, that means I can't call her either. Um, so yeah, it's like, yeah, if you're gonna have other plans, aka fucking other people, just you know, say you have other plans and don't like let me. Yeah, like, oh, let me hit up Chris. Oh, Chris isn't available because he's in my girlfriend. But uh, see, I I agree with that. And but I, I always say the best policy is just. I mean, if you're curious about a thing, is ask the question. And that's where I say honesty is really good. And you know, it might be uncomfortable, but yeah, if on a fifth date and you're like hey so are you the kind of person who's looking looking for monogamy or looking for uh uh, you know just some dates what is this i think you know especially like on a first date that's kind of presumptuous to be like hey you know this is the first day right but but, hey just so you know have you fucked anyone else recently are you do you have plans to fuck someone else later this week do you you have any other dates like what the yeah you don't bring up kids on the first date ask me how many girls i fucked on a first I, date? Yeah, on a first... Well, no, it wasn't even a first date. We had a plan to go on a first date on Sunday morning. Okay. She drunk tells me Saturday night. Okay. And she says, what are you doing? And I said, um, I'm hanging out with my neighbors, um, and I'm talking to them through Google Translate because I don't speak Spanish. She says, well, I speak Spanish. I can come over. And I'm like, yeah, sure, come over. She comes over, and then, you know, whatever happens. And then, um, you know, we're about to hook up, and she's like, how many people have you slept with? And I... I for some reason, like, it's not true. I was just, like, 70. Like, because I didn't want to stutter on it, because then she'd know I was lying. Because um, I read that if you stammer, you know, people know you're lying. Yeah. Uh, what so, did you have so I was just, like, 17. And she's like, oh, okay. She's like, I've slept with 13 people. And then, um, you know, we hooked up. And then, uh, then, uh, then she left. And then I was like, oh, I guess I'm number 14. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I thought that was really weird. Like, a uh, weird thing to say ask i don't even know the number to be honest I think I, know, I think I know my number i think i know my number i think 
and uh, and a lot of people think this might be a terrible thing to or like to do but like i actually have a little booklet that i'll write the name down that's awesome well because that's people really like oh cool. you want to just like like is that just like a wall of heads oh. in your game I'm like well no i want to remember each person it's so sweet and actually like no i remember okay sarah from from this year i right. remember okay what was fun about that lay like you know because really yeah, sex is a beautiful thing and that's so. really great that you do that i i used to when i was first in college i used to make a list of all the guys that i'd made out with uh but then that got too extensive but i didn't i actually didn't have sex until it's like, I, I mean was i married. guess i could just make tally marks but, oh, uh, yeah, but no it's like i'd rather make a, uh, an actual personal yeah, the group, that's really nice the group of girls that i hung out with um i'm not sure if it was high school or college they all had like a powwow one night and they all made lists of the boys that they'd at least made out with. That list started with two columns of sex and then other th- and then other things and then yeah. I'm like, okay, this other column just needs to go away. Yeah, the other columns. <laughs> I, I had them all but one. I see <laughs> the one yeah, there was the there was the there, there was the the sex list and then there's the the ones that got away. Here's a moralistic question. Is <laughs> making awful. out with someone else cheating? Uh, if you define the rules as that, yeah. I mean, if if you're in a traditional monogamous relationship, then yeah, totally. Then making out is cheating. No, I agree with that too. I would yeah. never, like, and funny enough, like, I really love my boyfriend, so I don't even like. I'm not even like in. I don't even look at dudes the same way anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, like, I'll, I mean, I'll, I can appreciate the aesthetics of them. Yeah, of course. But I, I don't or you even just like. Close your eyes and sometimes pretend. Not even that. Good. I don't. Like it's not even a, and I don't watch porn, so the whole Proposition 60 thing is all over my head, anyways. But like, I've never been a porn watcher, so I've never been like, if I'm gonna fantasize, it's usually about my boyfriend, which is I'm that's, just so vanilla. I'm well, that's, so well, that's uh, that's, that's fun, that's beautiful, as long by. as you're not mad at him for sometimes watching porn. No, I, no, I, no, no. It's his. Like I mean. I, that was with my first marriage. I kind of got over that because he used to hide it from me. And then I found he didn't swipe his browser. And I was like, Asians? You like Asian girls? <laughs> and he's like, and white girls? Because well, he's yes, black. Because it's something different. And, and I like, like, I re- why watch something that's more closer to you when right. he already has you? Um, why not so watch something that's a lot different? Right. But And that's, that's kind of actually a way I found because... You know, I, I go to therapy and stuff. So I, the way to get past a problem is through it. If you're right. afraid of cheating or you really are like, you don't, you know, just go fucking cheat. And, or but not, not cheat, but like open up the relationship. Go sleep with someone else. Um, and then you see how allow it's that. like, oh, well, yeah, do no, I like it? Do I not? Yeah, it? like that, that date was kind of weird. Like that girl, she was kind of, uh, this was off or whatever. Oh, yeah, I have my beautiful like girlfriend that or, I get or, along with. Like, I mean, if you don't know what the fuck you want, tell the person. Well, yeah, you know, don't right. lie to him so you have to cheat on him. Well, yeah, I didn't right. mean cheat. Uh, I take that back. I, take that yeah, I mean, back, like, but I meant just. Uh, you well, know. you know what I'm saying. Don't like get into a relationship and be like, I'm all in, but I might have a weird thing where I want to yeah. fuck bunnies. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, figure go fuck yourself bunny, out before you give yourself wholly to somebody else. Yeah, and that's why you, that you know the communication, you know, just like you should be there and you know, should let the person know. How right. much you're in, in in it, you know, before you're all in, you know, how much of your stack you're in the relationship before you actually, they think you're all, you know, before you bluff right. them kind of thing. If we're trying to before stick you with the analogy. Before you get married. But like Good. with the polyamorous relationship, I found like going out with dates on uh, with other girls uh, would make, uh, makes me appreciate who I had at home better because I'm just like uh. this, because comparing, I'm like, yeah, that was fun, but she did this thing that I didn't like that actually the person I have at home 
or you know the person I'm currently dating right. I can always keep comparing I'm like yeah nope no one's like you know people keep trying to take the title belt but I'm like nope nope she keeps defending it right well and I mean you can ask people what you want for sexually if it's yeah. really about like yeah just I gotta come yeah, like, yeah I wanna come I gotta come like what does it take yeah you can tell people like but that's the thing is that like I don't know I, I don't think I could actually I, I can't even I've been with the same guy for three years so I can't even barely imagine like going back out there and having sex with other people because it's just like I don't know I find it just this weird awkward like thing yeah and I'm like the, I have weird looks on my face and then I'm naked and then the hair did you like the body hair you don't like the body hair do you like I mean oh well, yeah well connecting I with new recently people, I've been hard. on I've been on uh, two dates with uh, with this new person that uh, that I've been on two dates with and uh, it's like but if she also has the goal or fantasy she's like well I also want to be gang banged or, or whatever some uh, some like I've only been on been on two dates with her who am I to be like you need to tell me those things like yeah, that's right? not any of my fucking business just because you want to go fuck other people I've only been on two dates with you like right, right. I'm, who am I to be like hey just so you know these are my things and you need to tell me your things right like you know quack like a duck and lick the back of my neck you know <laughs> yeah. and not, and not relationship dogma like, you know, like hey just yeah. so you know we're, we're, this is two dates you're you're not going on any any other dates are you right right like let's slow it down like <laughs> oh, that's really progressive of you that's yeah. like a huge and that's a hugely like feminist thought that you're not questioning their like because it used to be dating used to be like it well, was it's all about thing. questioning it's an equal it. thing because of course you know just like the religious thing doing good things for other people but it's also like well i also i would like to be able to go all do right, my weirdo own things. weirdo 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 sorry to interrupt you yeah, yeah. Uh, do you ever get um it's not a negative thing. I, it could be, but like, uh, you get like a Tinder date, right? Yeah. And you go out, and then it's just like we're like I've had like two or three Tinder dates where we just like made out while we watched porn and beat off. That's interesting. interesting. Multiple people that like don't know each other. I don't advertise this in any way. It's just I got a big projector, and then they're like, "Oh, I bet porn looks cool on it," or like, "I might I have crack a, a joke." TV. And then they're like, "Let's watch some," and then it just turns into like a weird beat off party. Interesting. Just be between two people. Though. Yeah, I mean, then we have sex later. But like, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Or before, but uh, but it's like when just, when you do play. Tinder, are you expecting is sex on the table because of the platform? No. Because it's no. okay. So it's just a dating. Because I, I don't. I I've never so. internet dated. It so seems I've never like a lot of women right. find guys that ha think that, but no, no, I don't think any rational man is. I've have I've been I've been attacked by more women on Tinder, like strip yeah. meat. Style. I've like, had, I have had, I have had women just message me TTF, and I'm like, what kind of girl do you take me for? Wow. And then uh, because also I'm like, D how many dudes have you messaged this to today? Right. And I don't know if that's you know putting myself in the shoe of women, like, wow, how many girls have you you know tried this on, kind of thing. Right. But, well, I hear uh, a lot of girls have told me that um, they only hook up with the guys that they message first. Well, that's that's a weird just rule. Like, why not just go with an organic connection? Well, because that gives them an element of control over the thing. They didn't yeah. feel like that guy picked them up. Well, there's also then there's Bumble, the Tinder, basically, but women have to. Oh swipe, yeah, yeah. Uh, I use that, I use that one first. more than Tinder. Actually, that's where all the most of the weird shit's happened. Was Bumble. okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. never had a Bumble date, but I just I can't imagine. I mean, I guess I can. I just I've never really dated even. I meet all the guys I've ever met at bars. Well, I like, yeah. 
I dated, yeah, I, I dated this one girl for four and a half years after that relationship ended. But, but what does a date got, mean? Does that mean taking them out somewhere, or is it a drink? I, does a drink constitute a date? I try to, totally. I try to be very specific and you know honest with my intentions, and I like you know, kind of old school with it, uh, where. Um, you know, some girls, yeah, you feel them out because they, if they're the kind of girl that, like, well, I don't want to get in your car on the first time we meet. I don't want this, that. What? Kind have of you thing. Is there a friend you're going to drive them, drive yeah, them away something? somewhere? Have scared? you had the 15 minute friend checkout? Uh, what, what exactly is that? Were there, she, like, were there like, uh, the, she brings a friend and then I the friend asks you, like, interviews to, you. To, for the talks for like 10 minutes, but usually they don't tell you that that's what's happening. But, uh, but it's happened to me a few times and then I get taken home and treated like. Interesting. Uh, like a, no, I haven't like, had that. Like meat, and then I and then I go away. It's like how they do their one night stands. No, I've had I've had like you know specific you know girls that this are. Was, this was a twenty like two year old too. So whether, maybe it's like a new yeah way. whether it's whether they're they're you know it's a younger thing or a safety thing and they try to make it real casual like oh yeah we can meet up at this casual place during the day no, yeah because I was like for let's coffee. go to this party so and I'm she's like, like why don't you just coffee. come over right now and I was like so cancel my plans so you know I'll be you know. Uh, very rarely, because, you know, that doesn't turn me on much, and I don't mean just, like, I need to come kind of way. It's just that doesn't excite me very much. But when I actually get to say, like, oh, I would love to take you out to do something, and, you know, when a girl says, yeah, sure, and then I say, you know. And, Wait, like, the first time? What you know, I'll say, like, I'll actually say, would you like to go on a sushi date? And, like, make it sound cute. Like, right. But I actually, I usually I usually will frame it as a date. So can I, I would, do you have any free nights? I'd love to, love to get together, maybe take you out on a date. I right. actually like to use the word date, and I've and I've had, you know, maybe it's just you know, like because I've used that word, and those are the women that I attract. You know, like yeah, I actually like. They'll actually, cause I'll, I'll even, I'll sometimes interview the girls like after sex. So when did, wh- why did you pick me on Tinder? When did huh. you know? When when during this date did you know you actually wanted to fuck me? Was it before the date? So tell me but, the answer to these questions. When they told you, so you know, why do the women choose you on Tinder? Uh, you're, you're a good-looking guy. I mean, you. Well, yeah, I, I do have some pretty good photos. They say it's cute that I have animals on there. Um, I mean, my Tinder. I know. I'm pretty sure I know it by heart. My Tinder profile says, uh, "Sweetest guy you'll, you'll ever meet." Uh, professional massage therapist, stand-up comedian. Loves animals, cooking. Uh, loves animals, dancing or. Cooking for you and dancing, uh, and then around uh, SF and Berkeley and Oakland all the time. When it says um, uh, nice uh, Netflix, Hulu, HBO Go, nice, and then uh, emoji cigarette, emoji beer, <laughs> nice. Yeah, a lot of a lot of comics have some really funny ones. I I just go I, I try to go sincere. <laughs> Yeah, um, totally. So much. That black and white photo on my uh, on my Facebook is yeah. the first photo you see on Tinder. Um, yeah, no, but, uh, no, okay, well, uh, they, you know, they usually say, yeah, you seem sweet, you seem like you had a kind eyes or kind smile. I do, uh, I don't only date from, from online, a lot of times, I mean, I kind of have, like, a technique when I, that when I meet girls just randomly, I like to, uh, like, I'll, I'll, some people think this is weird, some people think it's really adorable, so you guys can take it however, um, I'll take a piece of paper, I'll tear out a square out of my binder. I'll write a cute note that usually says like, hi, you're ridiculously cute. My name is True. Yeah, in parentheses, yes, really. Tiny bit of humor. And, uh, you know, nice to meet you. What's your name? And then I write my phone number and then I fold that into a paper crane and then I uh, and I write oh. open me on the wing and then I hand it to them and say, hey, I made this for you. And I will do that a lot of times on like on the BART train. That's great. That's I'm and, amazed uh, and I want to beat you up. That's awesome. That, not, would, like that would get a, me. Not in a bad way, but like... <laughs> but it's like... But yeah. Uh, 
but you know and i would say i would say like one in five girls actually text me back and like follows through with it i would say one in five girls thinks it's kind of weird and they're like uh thanks i guess um and then the other girls either just you know don't find me attractive or aren't interested or maybe and there's actually a lot of girls that will be like hey this was the sweetest thing ever i have a boyfriend though and i'm like we'll save it for later if you hate him i don't know like (laughs) if you ever hate him yeah Um, tell me when he pisses you off i I used to do this like 10 years ago my line not line i mean I, I use it like twice. Um, you know, I'd be at the ferry building. I'd see a really cute girl at the bookshop, you know, cruising stuff. And she was wearing a ring with like a stone on it. Like so it was like uh, pink, you know, like a mm. pink stone, like on a ring. And I'm like, I'd be like, what's wrong? She'd be like, what? I'd be like, no, oh, what's wrong? Are you embarrassed? She'd be like, what? I'd be like, well, your mood ring, it's pink. That means you're embarrassed. What's wrong? You can tell me. <laughs> like, uh, it, like I mean, that wasn't it exactly, but like that worked twice. I think just dumb stuff. You guys have the in right now because of Prop 60. You can just sit down next to a girl at a bar and be like, "What do you think about Prop 60?" It's the it's the porn one with the condoms. Uh, okay. <laughs> so then you can find out immediately if she likes porn or not. Porn yeah. And, and you can find yeah, and you have a you have an opening right there for sexy times. Yeah, we're gonna. I don't know if I have a. I don't know if I've noticed there's a like. I don't know like if most girls out of data have watched porn or what that means for certain girls. Most watch porn. Yeah, I know most people watch porn. No, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a special little unicorn because I just never, because Jesus really, that's the only thing of, and it's interesting we ended up talking so much about sex, but moralistically, that's where religion hit me the hardest. Sex could be God, it's life. Right, and it's creation and it's death yeah. and life at the same time and well, it's like, letting yourself go I, and it's being with another person it's humanity it's all of these things mm-hmm. but I feel like the one holdover that religion really got me I used to have was a, the body shame I used and all to that have kind of a stuff. bit that was like when I come I'm killing a million souls like it was just like billions of them well, I enjoy your couchy joke about your Tinder profile that you ask girls for couchies. Oh, couchies. That's it's right. Really I forgot funny. about that. It's yeah. a really funny joke. He does. He likes pictures of, on Tinder if, if, they are, if the women take pictures of themselves on the couch with the TV behind because he wants to see mm-hmm. how big their TV is. That's yeah, that like if they have cool really hors d'oeuvres. Yeah, like couchies. Uh, but that's the one holdover <laughs> is that one. porn is somehow a moral issue. You know, yeah. like more, but it's... It's not. I had a girlfriend who said. I had a girlfriend. Yeah, that girlfriend I had for four and a half years that said she felt like I was emotionally cheating when I was when I was watching porn. Wow. You need to get your shit straight because I'm gonna be jacking off like when you're not around sometimes. Yeah, it happens. (laughs) You can't be. You you can't. Well, why? And and of course, and she was one of those unicorns. Well, I'm like, well, I'm sorry, you're just that special because I'm like, well, what about you? What do you masturbate? She's like, well, think about you. I'm like, well, aren't you fucking special? Like, aren't you a unicorn? For being the sweetest thing. Like, I'm sorry that you can do that. I wish I could do that, too, but not the case. She's like, well, I only watch the same actress, and I have a relationship yeah. with her in my brain. Yeah, you know, I go to, yeah, I go to, I go to that frozen yogurt place, and I only choose the one flavor. You know, I have all these other flavors available to me, and like, yeah. yeah. I'm not, I don't even imagine what chocolate could taste like. Don't even imagine it. Don't, I won't watch videos or pick, I don't look at pictures of chocolate. I only taste vanilla, and yeah. Yeah. Fuck it, man. I, well, we sometimes I watch the news. That shit's way worse. So that's we'll finish with this question. So why does religion moralize sex so heavily? Why, why is that put in our brains that, you know, 
is it because we don't want people to cheat on people because people have been hurt and we really just want we just don't want people to get divorced <laughs> I mean I is know. it yeah I've had a lot like, of patriarchy it's, survival, it's a survival thing because they want to they want to protect you at a young age so that um you don't get crazy disease because back in the day there was people didn't live very you long you think it's disease okay so Timmy thinks it's disease based I, I get it I do a lot of my uh fear of sex uh, comes in the disease form like is my is the sexual health uh like when uh it's not the pregnancy but it's yeah it's the disease that i personally i always get and yeah I, I, i'm sure i've had a lot of like patriarchal views like beaten into me like through the religion um so i'm trying to, yeah and i mean are you talking traditionally or it's really or, weird because the porn i watch will be a girl getting you know having sex with multiple men uh uh, which I don't know, which, you know, of course was like really seen as a bad thing, you know, a, you know, a slutty woman or something, uh, in, so yeah, why does the church moralize sex so much? I mean, practically back when it, yeah, very practically back when it was invented, it was, you know, so we can, you know, get these families married and get these, you know, two businesses together, essentially. Um, I know it's a tricky thing because sex is such an important part of our humanity and yet we put these strictures upon it which can really Wait, before going before yeah. going um there's kind of two different answers to that question like it's yeah what's now and when they started religion yeah what do you think about that Pam because I'm well yeah that's what it's I was gonna be a hundred because before it was what I was saying but yeah now I'm trying to figure that out yeah so and which one's more important and which ones are they pushing in the churches now? Yeah. Well, the, well they're pushing the, Prop the, 60 the, is definitely out there to moralize the porn industry. And I say, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you can't, if you guys are worried about that, then they say, well, th- what are we teaching our children? And it's like, well, teach your children how to use condoms. It's not the porn industry's job to teach your 13-year-old to use right, condoms. Son, come here. Well, I'm still hard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> roll it on. Nope. Sombrero, not a beanie. Yeah. But look me in the eye when you do it. Uh, <laughs> sometimes some men like to have the woman put it in their mouth and go down. <laughs> no, we don't want that happening. <laughs> but it's the thing is that they're saying that we need to have condoms on porn stars because it's a health and safety issue, and we're teaching these young boys not to use condoms. And I say, well, the porn industry shouldn't be teaching your children anything, no, A. No. Yeah, it's like, get that, you know, just like, you know, we'll, we're going to start, like, we're not going to use any blood in, uh, when people get shot in movies. Mm, like, right. Like, mm-hmm. well, no, they need to see what it really, what come. yeah. Nobody's attracted AIDS in, a, like, somewhere between, like, 8 and 11 years in the porn industry. Wow. Uh, I listened to a podcast this morning with Riley Reed, who's you know, interesting. I I have a uh, there's a girl that I graduated. High, I went to middle school, high school, and graduated. Or I graduated high school and even went to college. We would smoke bowls before and after class. She's now one of like the biggest porn stars. Yeah, in I know. I'm in love with her. Wow. Um, uh, she's on Dan Harmon Re- talking for like uh, an, she's Remy with Dan LaCroix. Harmon talking for like an hour and a half. Yeah, Remy Lacroix is the one that I oh, went no to. Way. I went to. Yeah, we would smoke bowls uh, before and after class. She's it was it had been a couple years since high school when we had seen her. And I was like, oh shit because she seems like kind of like really happy to see me i'm like i think she's flirting with me and she wasn't and uh, and then like two years later someone's like look up this name and i'm like holy shit and yeah and so it, every once in a while i'll go on pornhub just to see where she's ranked she's like wow. always, she's in, always in the top 50 of thousands of Dude, thousands riley's always in the top wow. five the she's talk, three she's, years she's talked shit about riley reed she's like i'm not eating riley reed's pussy anymore the fuck that bitch she's hella fake like i'm like hell yeah like oh, talk wow. shit about these big names like yeah get blackballed from certain places 
but yeah, she's still living her life, and you know. At black balls, is that harder than blue balls? Is nah. that a different thing? <laughs> uh, we can't talk about that. We're, we are, uh, we're uh, cis white males. Right, sworn to secrecy. Yeah, I know. So, uh, last C-W. thoughts uh, from True Dance before we move on to the music okay. portion. What do you, uh, what do you want to share with the world? Oh gosh! Yeah, like is, a, that's a, in a, you mean what do I want to plug at the well, moment, no, or do I, want I don't <laughs> listen to dogma? Go be honest with your. I think what we've gleaned here is that honesty is more important than is the most important moralistic yeah, I, factor in your life. Yeah, I hate to be cliche and just take my name as a as a virtue, but it really is. You know, I've tried to, this. It's more than just a name. Yeah, but it's I try to be true to myself, and yeah, yeah it's all this cliche shit that my parents. Well, there we go. You're not so true, true. But. But yeah, no, uh, I yeah, uh, I talk about this with my therapist a lot. I I want my 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 honest intentions to be seen and my my truth, my honesty. Um, you know, I want to be seen as uh, I want to share. You know, I want to share happiness with people and share, yeah, controversy and how you know how we can still celebrate our differences by making fun of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never been in an agreement with if you can only make fun of it if you are it. Uh, oh, okay. I don't like that. Uh, I think everyone should be able to make fun of anyone. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, but pos- but it's still, but it's all still in positive ways. Uh, I think all jokes are, you know, paying a specific attention to a specific thing. And so when you're making a joke about something, you're still giving it credit, maybe. I don't know, unless you're making Trump jokes. But <laughs> it's too easy. It's fish in a barrel. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I want to, I, I want to share, yeah, a lot of truth, a lot of fun, and just honest, um, you know, good intentions with the world. I try to do the same through my massage. And, you know, I, I you know, I try to, you know, I've said before, I, you know, I'm trying to help the world, you know, one massage at a time yeah and yeah i would love to do that through you know making people laugh too um so yeah truth honesty the the basis of morals very yeah nice. and, and then of course i want to be admired and all that shit you know that all of us comedians have i'm not going to deny that I'm, right. I'm i'm not doing it for the money but of course i would like to be admired there's a nice, <laughs> there's a there's a happy narcissism yeah 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 not a scary narcissism so. All right, this has been great. True Dance, yeah, everybody. Thanks so much. Go, uh, yeah, and if I was going to plug anything, I mean, you, people can follow me on Twitter at, at True Dance, uh, Instagram at True Dance, and that's T R U E D A N Z. And then I also do like, uh, I play, like I said, I play video games and I, uh, I do like a broadcast, like a streaming broadcast where I. Uh, where you can watch me play video games live either by myself or with friends and we usually having a really good time I make try to make it as funny as funny as I can and that's at twitch.tv slash true dance all right yeah look him up find him all over the internets yeah at a local comedy show near you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah thank you so much thank you so much for being on some call me Tim yeah that's Yay. my middle name by the way so oh, some people perfect. do mistakenly call me Tim some people do call you Tim perfect mm-hmm. Uh, right now, we are moving on to hour two with Pervert Fervor. What have you brought for us, this amazing box of beepity booping? You know, uh, this is actually a very special occasion because I've never played this thing. <gasps> wow. <laughs> uh, I set up the drums at work. I had a conniption fit yesterday. It was supposed to show up, and um, half of it showed up. So I couldn't do very much. Um, but uh, I have never... Uh, I've. I've played the drums for 10 minutes on it, so uh, you guys are going to have to bear with me on this one. I got This is going to be very exciting. So you went to Portland this weekend. No, I, I, I decided not to go. Oh, okay. So you found it here. They sent it to you. Um, it was the Portland... He was going to go to Portland this weekend and buy this box. 
Um, I was gonna, uh, the adapter thingy. Oh, right. So, um, yeah, I was, uh, gonna go to Portland, and I was going to, uh, get a hotel room and then go to this synth store and just, uh, wig the fuck out, um, at the synth store, um, and buy some stuff, because I've, this stuff's really, like, hard to get, like, it took me months, like, first I had to build my own case, and then, like, I had to get, like, a module, and shit's expensive, so I'd have to save for, like, three weeks, just to get, like, one little one-inch thing, right, and then, um, finally, uh, I, this person quit my work, and, uh, we do 24-hour shifts, um, and I had worked, uh, 498 hours one month. Oh, my God. So they gave me a bonus, um, and I went a little bonkers. Yeah. Well, this looks amazing. And did you like the picture I sent for you? That was night? fucking, that is like seven times the size of this Yeah, it was like, it was huge. Uh, yeah, that's what I mean. Eventually, it look like that, probably in like three years. There's nothing more satisfying than, uh, than plugging in uh, an eighth-inch patch cable. And that's why this uh, our Facebook page is called Moog Religion. <laughs> and and uh, he's going to put it together. So what are you titling it? Anything specific today? Um, you know what? I want to smoke a cigarette really bad. Oh, okay, great. So why don't we do that? And I'll think of a title while we smoke a cigarette. That sounds great. Yeah. That's sweet. Um, in the meantime, you guys can listen to the Brickman. Right on. Uh, so you guys are going to be listening to Pervert Fervor is giving out um, uh, uh, glitter-covered Skittles. Um, so if you want some, just find a wig uh, and yell Barbie into it as loud as you can. Find a wig, yell Barbie into it. All right. <laughs> Pervert Fervor is getting weird. We're going to listen to some breakers. We're going to be right back with music. You guys are listening to some Call Me Tim. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for mere fun. 
$5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Want to go to Burning Man, but you don't have the right goggles, costume, or attitude? Visit 20 Mission Hive at 2415 Mission Street between 20th and 21st in the heart of the Mission District. Easily accessible by BART, this collective of unique artists and vendors has eclectic handmade clothing, leatherwork, artisan jewelry, antiques, crystals, and there's even an amazing florist. Whisper pirate ship to your 20 Mission High vendor for a special 10% discount on the coolest, most original items in San Francisco. That's 20 Mission Hive with eight vendors and like them on Facebook at 20 Mission Hive. 20 Mission High for awesome events and updates. The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday, 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment wherein both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform radio for free minds. and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsidai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. 
much hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Oh. Well, hey there, San Francisco. If you're looking for some delicious late-night food, I suggest you mosey on down to Bender's Bar. Inside, you can find Counter Offer, offering you amazing late-night food and snacks. Try the chicken biscuit. It's like your stomach's in a tasty tornado. They have exceptionally great daily ground sustainable rice, grilled asparagus, and delicious zucchini, and creamy delicious mac and cheese. You like tacos? They got them. And from the specials, very deep fried fish sandwich to a stoner burger with a donut bun. What are those crazy potheads gonna come up with next? Go to the counter offer inside of Blender's Bar at 800 South Van Ness Avenue. San Francisco is located between 19th Street and 20th Street in the Mission District. Open seven nights a week from 5 to 10 p.m. or later. Counter offer, son!
Let's <laughs> go.